CFR Network, CFR News. Welcome back. Good day, good night, all. Shalom, Balance Paradise. Have a returning guest, a, a lovely, wonderful, wisdom-filled young lady. Um, introduce yourself, actually. I won't do a, a grand introduction for you. Welcome to the broadcast. Introduce yourself, young lady. Oh, bless. Thank you. Um, so my name is Marsha. I'm based in Northeast England. Um, and I'm... I'm I'm, I'm young of heart and soul, but I turned 40 last week. Um, so it's my 40th. Yeah, thank you. Um, beautiful day, beautiful week. I just, I just was sitting in my blessings. But um, in terms of the work that I do or what I feel is my purpose, my calling in life, um, it's all around um, fighting for social justice um, and dismantling white supremacy however I can, wherever I can using the skills that I've got. So I think um, we'll be talking about some aspects of that today. But yeah, thank you for having me back. I, I enjoy being on this radio show because it's different to, if you like your mainstream, where mm. you know you get your set questions and you have uh, 20 minutes to talk about why is it important um, to have critical race theory <laughs> in schools and they give you 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thank you for highlighting that because that, that's what many people don't understand, overstand or even understand the fact that this is a huge complex matter and it's very hard to get as much detail and points and information out in as mere 20 minutes. It's, well, you can't, in 20 minutes, you can kind of, introduce your name mm -hmm. and, and say a couple of things and then the time is is done so um i i respect you know succinct speakers if you can get your point across without going on and on and on repeating yourself i mm -hmm. respect them but there's something to be said you know when you, you you're not giving enough time to a, a topic that has been researched for centuries and you want me to present it you know what's and all and dismantle it in 20 minutes it's just not going to happen so more time now if somebody says to me oh and can you do that for us in 10 minutes I say no no <laughs> no go, go elsewhere it, it, it's impossible I mean I, I can give you like a, a rudimentary sort of introductory into the area but as far as like giving some meat bones and some cereal and some drinks along with it that's impossible exactly exactly and to be honest it's an insult it shows really that you don't really want to look at this issue because you're not giving it the the, uh, the time and I say this as well when I do um I, I lead some anti-racism training um and the history always has to come into it and if an organization approaches me and says well we don't really want to do that we just want to talk about Black Lives Matter because that's that has been something that's happened in, since last summer mm -hmm. um I say to them well, no you, you know it, and you have to give it the full time you have to give it three, four weeks, because this is something I've been studying my entire life and I am still studying. So if you're not going to give it that, then I won't waste your time. You don't waste mine. Let's go. Because I won't do, I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this because I really want to make a difference. A I difference. want to see change. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not going to give it the proper time and you want me to just focus on Black Lives Matter and that kind of hype. And that's not. Yeah. Good. I mean, unfortunately, it seems that anything which is which I would deem pro-righteous has been sort of packaged under the umbrella of this BLM movement, which I, mm -hmm. uh, the ethos, as we discussed before, I am totally for, you know, um, I'm totally for that. But in regards to the organization, which they've, um, they've created and stuff. No, uh, no, not at all. I don't align exactly. myself with that. Yeah. And there's people that don't, 
people don't understand that. And that's partly through due to our mainstream media, you know, that, that they're deliberately doing this thing of anything at all. Like even the term woke has now become associated with Black Lives Matter. I mean, that's that, you know, it's all done by media. It's, it's quite clever. I would say obvious, but quite clever because it does work with the minds of, of, the, of, of the masses. Um, to, to the point where you have people saying, you know, Black Lives Matter is a Marxist movement. And they don't know what Marxism is. No. <laughs> and that's purely because they're parroting what they've heard in um, in, in mainstream media. So um, as, as, as a principle, do Black Lives Matter? Yes, do I understand why that needs to be said in a white supremacist system? Absolutely. But as, a, as an organization, no, I'm not a, a member of Black Lives Matter. Um, I know people who are, and I have a lot of respect for some of those people. Mm -hmm. And I understand why they joined in with that. But um, yeah, what it's being kind of co-opted into, how it's yeah. being used by white supremacy is... Yes. is it's, and, when, and when you bring these points up to certain people, they, they, they look at you like, you're, like you've turned into a witch or a warlock. Like, how <laughs> dare you? You can't say that. Where's the proof and evidence? And like, are, are you serious? Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, we, we have um, the, the Ku Klux Klan who uh, had very Christian principles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, I was just thinking there of um, like an example, but I think a really good example would be the work of, of Dr. King, of, of Martin Luther King. If you've only ever heard of um, the Eye of a Dream speech and the no violence mm -hmm. stance that Dr. King took, um, then you, you, you don't actually know anything really about what Dr. King's work was. And I remember watching a documentary called From a Dream to a Nightmare. Yes. And it was, it was Dr. King fully explaining the white supremacist system. He wasn't talking about um, integration. Mm -hmm. He wasn't talking about, you know, bus boycotts and sit-ins at, at food counters. He was talking about economic um, reparations. He was yeah. talking about the housing structure that had been left for people who had previously been enslaved. He was talking about the proper white supremacist system. And then I think he was assassinated about two weeks after that. Um, so when people co-opt his work, and yes. I've seen a lot of racists do this, you know, say, Dr. King said we should all be judged by the content you know, of our character. character. Um, and what I'm loving, and, and that's what I'm seeing happening with Black Lives Matter, it's being co-opted in a similar kind of way. But what I'm loving is um, I follow Dr. King's daughter. Um, and a Twitter name, I believe, is Be A King. I'm sure it's Be A King. But she is pulling people up left, right and centre who are using or misusing, deliberately misusing and manipulating her father's work and words for a racist agenda. Excellent. And I'm loving the fact that she, she's doing that because you can't say something, you can't report. I can say something to somebody and they'll argue back with me and then they might call me racist and say, oh, I've, I've been on your page and, you, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a Marxist too. Or, you know, they come up with some of these things, but they can't say anything back to her. So <laughs> they have to just shut up. And more time, they delete the tweet because they've made a, a huge, you know, a huge mistake in co-opting his work. Totally, and they're they're driven by emotion rather than actually facts. Like you know, mm -hmm. fa facts are you know you, you strip the emotion away, and we've got the the actual facts there. Are you going to go with the fact, or we're going to be led by emotion and you know hearsay and and what what's what's good for today? You know, am I going to be part of this 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 left movement, or am I going to you know these labels and boxes that people love to jump into inside of? Yeah, I think it's because we are conditioned from birth to um, 
to want to actually be in a box. Um, and if there's no box there, we there's this idea that we are excluded. So where's our box? Mm. And wouldn't it be great if we just thought actually there, there is no box for us. We can't be put into boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, intersectionality comes into, you know, when, when we're talking about um, racism and then you want to talk about say sexuality and racism as well, um, you, you don't fit neatly into a box of if you are LGBTQI, you are then white. Do you see what I'm saying? Of course you're not. You have um, any kind of racial group um, that could identify as LGBTQI. Um, and then you have homophobia, homophobia, racism, sexism, all of that. So you can't, we don't fit nicely into boxes, but we are taught to want a box. It's really mm. quite interesting. It is. The, the, the uh, social programming, which have been done, I would say, since the, the, the mm, 30s slash 40s and up, but really intensified, I would say, in the 60s up to the 70s, 80s, 90s. And now it's it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They can literally put a two, two or three words up on the screen and that's it. They've got their trigger. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it would have to be over over a year period, over a two year period. Now the program is just that we as I use the term we, but we as society are so open to receive and take instructions. It's it's like we're we're almost programmable, you know, um, living beings. One one hundred percent. I mean, if we do, I always say that we are um, for as much as people love to. Uh, brag about the greatness of Britain um, in terms of our social infrastructures, you know, our, our hospitals, our education, mm-hmm. our roads, these type of things. Though there, is, there is great things, you know, to be feeling a level of pride there, mm-hmm. but we are also the most domesticated, tamed people <laughs> ever. We have um, a current government where corruption has been proved time and time again. Yes. And we still say, okay, then. And carry on there's no no we I feel like there's there's a lack of a backbone and that is because we have been um very well tamed and we don't even realize it I think that's yeah yeah. it's 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 amazing to sit back and actually you know examine it and look and think how you know across the pond you know, people look at Britain as, yo, you know, the British, the Brits that, you know, they, they don't take no shit. They don't, you know, they'll stand up for their rights. You know, that wouldn't happen over in Britain, but. <laughs> we're terrible. I mean, even if you look at the like the latest wave of protests, whether that be against vaccine, against masks, um, and then the reclaim, the, you know, the reclaim the, the, the streets um, after Sarah Everand. Oh, gosh. Um, the, the, the organization that got given a great deal of attention was that Reclaim the Streets. And they were the ones who actually said, we've been advised not to go ahead with this, so we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, it was um, uh, other organizations that took up the, the, the helm, but it was just interesting that, you know, there was all this noise, and then people said, actually, we're not going to do that we're because we're not meant to do the establishment. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, we were told not to protest, you know, even though we've got, you know, freedom of assembly and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll listen to them. And another thing about that organization and that whole situation seemed very fishy with the that young lady. Was it was it Emily something? Was it there was a, a girl who was leading the, the she just sprung out of nowhere, very new okay. Twitter page. She was like the, the voice and was going on all of these this mornings and this and yeah, we're going to do this and this is why we're doing it. And then you, when they, she got arrested, 
it just okay. looked so staged, man. Oh, I think I might have seen. I don't. I don't know what the lady's name is, but I think I remember seeing somebody getting arrested. Yes, and that went sort of viral. If viral, like. yes. Yeah. It, um, it, it just suited the agenda. And like, then I've never heard anything about that since. You know yeah. about that particular young lady. What happened to her after her arrest? And mm. um, nothing at all. So it 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 is. Um, it is really, it is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but we are. We were a very tame domesticated because we're also I think in Britain um those of us that have something um are so concerned that we may lose it if we misbehave yeah. that we, we don't do it you know we, mm. we 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 stay in our we stay in our lane and it's the lanes that have been created by establishment um yeah it's it's yeah it's dis it's dis it's disappointing mm. but at the same time you do see brilliance and you do see people not accepting that you know well, and I, yeah I'm, you look to them I look to them people and think oh god on you <laughs> definitely well I, even on that point um are, are you seeing especially through this lockdown with where people have been forced to do with their own self and 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 also be exposed to the woes of of um black inferiority quote-unquote and white supremacy um are you seeing more people actually making a little bit more conscious critical thought thinking decisions kind of thing and actually uh, confronting certain things which they wouldn't have confronted before i have yeah and maybe that's because of the work that i do um but i definitely have um i've been having far more of what would have been classed as the difficult conversations mm -hmm. um with with people um and the difference between, i suppose is that they're listening more i, I feel that there's this real desire to listen more if i even take um because i'm sure i've said before but i um and i did on the last show but i come from a black mixed family so i do have white family members i'm even having some more of those conversations with white family members okay um which which did happen on a level but now i suppose i don't know there's a greater for like for example one one of my white family members used to say to me i really don't like it when you say the white supremacist system because because and I said, yeah, I, can, I will keep saying that, though. I don't like living in it, so mm. I will keep saying it. Yeah. Um, there's been a shift in their attitude towards that term from their understanding of seeing it as a white supremacist society is one that's ruled by the KKK. Okay. Their understanding that that's not correct. That's not how a white supremacist society works and um, that it's far more insidious, that it's ruled by the people that look like them, if yes. that makes sense, you know, yes. and who can go into a space um, and talk about equality and talk about human rights, um, and yet in the background be working to keep this system going for their own benefit. They're beginning to get the insidious nature of that, yeah. So I am, yeah, I am starting to have some of those more interesting conversations, and especially with teachers, much props to some of the teachers I've been working with. They're making me feel very excited for the future okay. <laughs> for the young people that are going through the schools. Yeah. And are you? What What are their turning points? What are, what, what has made them confront that that situation? Um, social media has actually been a big thing because I thought you'd say that. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously at one time we only had mainstream, mm -hmm. um, and all the great, you know, all the great. When I say the great, you know, Malcolm's and Angela's. All, uh, Marcus Garvey, all of the greats have always talked about the power of media. Um, and at one time, and the time that you were, the time frame that you were referring to is like 60s, 70s, mm. 80s, the media was purely controlled 
by the state, by the yes. establishment. They decided what was going on. They decided what was going to be discussed. Social media has has done away with that. You know, mm. pe- people are being um, like this whole thing with Matt Hancock. No one <laughs> wanted to see that film. I didn't want to see that video. I really didn't. <laughs> it really bothered me. It caused the issue. Um, but it, we didn't have social media to the lengths that we have now. Yes, it was going to still be exposed because, you know, there's reasons why it's going to be exposed. Distraction is possibly yes. one of them. So, yeah, it was going to be exposed. Um, but there can't be the level of cover-up. If it had been exposed just through mainstream media and there was no social media involvement, mm-hmm. there would have been a level of cover-up, a, a level of lessening... Um, lessening the impact of what he did, telling oh, everyone they had to do too much. So it couldn't be done with social media. So I think there's been that, um, and people just talking more about race, and part of that has come from um, the murder of George Floyd. Um, and I think the work of people like Kenzie Andrews as well, mm. he's getting more recognition until, you know, I, I, I'm sometimes in awe at that man. I really am in awe because of the way that he just handles it. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He, and, and he's so um, precise with his response that really, you're going to have to really know your stuff to be able to debate him. Definitely. So I think that um, people like him being given more of a platform and taking that platform, um, has made has made a massive difference. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry as well. Prince Harry coming out and saying that his mother was hounded to death for being with a non-white person mm. has kind of sent shockwaves through. through <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why though, Marsha. I mean, like, come on, <laughs> like we we live. It hasn't maybe for, 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 for black people, but for, <laughs> for white people who really wanted to believe that the royal family are this kind of pinnacle of how yeah. to be. The best of us, you know, born to rule. Yeah. I, I never believed that, you know, never from from young, from young, from young. I've always, I've never understood why we have a royal family. And people call it tradition, um, okay, but it's tradition that we pay for, yes. that we then love them as above us. I don't get that. Why would we have such a thing? Um, so I think, yeah, Prince Harry and Meg. For all the people that don't like them, there's people that have had their eyes kind of opened. Um, I, yeah, I ha- social media. I have a different experience in that respect. When I was young, I was super innocent. So I used to write to Princess Diana and Fergie and the Queen and all that shit, like pretty regularly, at least twice a year and stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until obviously I got a bit of sense and actually, you know, started to read books and stuff um, and got to, I would say, early teens. And did I actually start to confront those questions? Like, what, what? Clearly, it was tradition, but like, why is the tradition of this, and how did they actually get into power? You know, where do they come from? Oh, they're of German descent. Okay, mm, don't we don't do, do we as British people dislike German people? Um, and we've got a thing about France as well, like the the, the xenophobic element of it. So you start to raise all these questions the older you get. So yeah, yeah. Most of, and um, the whole thing about the queen being the head of empire, the head of um, countries that were colonized by yeah. Britain, um, fed Britain in terms of profit, you know, brought so much money mm. into Britain and yet were starved themselves. Um, their lands 
destroyed and Ravaged. used for overproduction of crops. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and let alone what happened to the people, because you know what, what, what we're talking about, what happened to the people is the next level. Um, so for me, you know, um, the, 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 the birthdays, honors list, all of that for me is pure distraction. And I don't understand, and I'm gonna say this with respect and love, but this kind of thing, if I met this person, I would ask them the same question. David Olasoga, the historian David Olasoga, I have so much respect for that man and his work. It's, you know, I've, I, I've read his books. I, I follow him on, on, on Twitter. You know, man speaks absolute sense and he does get a lot of racist abuse as well. But how can you accept something with Empire in the title? I don't understand that. Mm. If you know what Empire was, um, which he does, and there's not just him, there's other people. I just think, how can you accept something with from from the queen, from I the know. head of that empire, with the word empire in, it does not make any sense to me. Empire for me is all about murder. You know, people go, oh, but the railways, fuck the fucking railways. Who's to say that people wouldn't have got to the railways at some point anyway? Mm. It was about destruction, it was about control, it's about yeah. fear, it created the concept of race, it mm. underpinned colonialism, and we still have race now. So yeah. how can we have anything? Um, positive with the word empire attached to it don't understand don't understand it at all and then they also once they then you know gave the illusion of the independence you know in the in in the the, the 50s upwards six well 60s upwards and certain um, Mm -hmm. islands and stuff they installed the the colonial the colonial mindsets which lives on today the traditions when we go to the court systems how are they dressed exactly Exactly. the same as how they dressed all that pomp and ceremony. No. Yep, exactly. And independence came with it, with independence. It's always in the, like the little quotation marks, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Came neocolonialism. Yes. One, Western European corporations and businesses um, had established themselves in certain countries on the African continent so they could still get access to the palm oil. Mm-hmm. So they could still get access to the cocoa and pay next to nothing for that production. Once that had been established, then independence was given. And so when people talk about aid um, and this idea that, you know, Africa, and they still do this thing of Africa is a country, but that the African continent is unable to sustain itself because the people, the African people are inherently um, backwards and inferior. It's because they have no knowledge of neocolonialism and and what was done prior to independence. one hundred percent, and you—they need to really understand that. So when people talk about aid, Africa doesn't get any aid for <laughs> what is taken out of the continent to prop up and support Western Europe, North America, straight up. And then you'll get the knuckle draggers and offence <laughs> given if 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 the shoe fits, lace it up. Who will go mm-hmm. on national television or talk to their mates in the pub and say, "Ooh." I don't like the way where, you know, Britain's giving 30 million away to this place and they're giving it to Africa and, and India. We need to take care of, uh, of what's going on at home. We've got homeless yeah. people and, and, and to a point, in, in, in a roundabout way of sorts, that there is some truth in that. that, that there mm-hmm. needs to be some, there shouldn't be, you know, let's, let's look at an, a, a, a utopian society and system. There would be no homeless. Mm-hmm. Unless people chose to be homeless. Mm-hmm. But because we've got systems in place that, that dictate, we've got class systems, we've got race systems, you know, we've got all of these systems and structures in place which put people in boxes and categories. And if you don't mm-hmm. flourish and fit into those, you are going to be 
put into that system and be systemized. So it, mm -hmm. it's as simple as that. It is, do you know, it's really interesting because I've been trying to draw more and more parallels between oppressed peoples. Um, and by that, I mean oppressed peoples, whether that be due to your, your social class, mm -hmm. how much you earn, and then race on top of that. And again, there's an intersectionality because you can obviously be poor and black, poor and uh, Bangladeshi, poor. So you, then you have racism as well as, as the classism. Yes. But I've been trying to draw these parallels to make it clear to people that, um, and this brings us into the whole thing about um, what's come up with the government. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 white working class, that title. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's really interesting. I read a paper by um, an academic called Ricky Allen, who is a white male based in, in the States. And he put it so simply in this, you know, there's a lot of big academic words in this paper, but he put it so simply to say that the elite, the rich elite, never care about the white working class until they need to use them mm. for something. And yes. that's the only time you'll hear the elite, and that's the same with the politicians in this country. Um, the only time you'll hear them use the terms white working class is when they need to use, and, and part of the using is division. Mm -hmm. What happened from the pandemic um, and this whole, we're all in it together, very quickly, but partly due to social media, people are recognizing we're not all in this together at all. No. There's um, the owners of big corporations going on their yachts. And while we're being told that we have to stay in our area, rare, 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 people begin to see that. And what it was creating is, is it, it's a consciousness of we are being treated one way and those with the most money and power being treated another. Whenever that happens, the elite needs to come in and divide and they need to do it quickly. So then you had um, this division attempt of if you support Black Lives Matter, you're a Marxist and you're against, you know, and you're a, you're a communist and all, all these other titles that go with it, you know. Um, then now you have the, the white working class coming up as in um, they are being left behind in education. Um, and there's a couple of points. One is I said, wouldn't it be interesting if the government actually did a report on the children of the generationally wealthy? So these are the children of people who have inherited money. I'm not talking worked hard for it in a meritocracy, which we're supposed to have. Yes. I'm talking about who have always had money. And we can trace these families back. We just have to really look at the, 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 the enrollment list for Eton. We can mm -hmm. trace these families back, right? So let's look at those children, which schools they go to, how much their families pay for them to go to these schools, which then colleges, universities they go to, and their first job, what they get paid in their first job after... Um, graduating and and let's do a report on that and let's see if there is anything about nepotism within there if there is something to be said about the more money that you have the more contacts you have the more opportunities you have and why don't we then do a comparison of that against everybody else because then what you would see is that you're poor white you're poor black you're poor, poor asian we're all together we are all in this together and it's the children of those people with the most money and power in this country that are not in it with us so let's have a look at that. And then let's divide along those lines because we'll see that we're in the majority. We're, we're, we're not in the minority. We're in the majority. We are the masses. They're in the minority and they want things to stay the, the, way, that, the, the, way, the way that they always have been with them having the most money and power. My second point is, is I was putting together a presentation for a school that I'm doing some work with. And um, I was looking at how the majority of white people in Britain lived at the time of John Hawkins' first slave voyage, Ooh. which is what, uh, 50, 1562. Yes. So I was looking at that and it was really interesting because I, I already had an idea what I was going to find. And this is what I found. The majority of people in Britain at the time of John Hawkins' first 
um, voyage to enslave African people were living in poverty. Yes. And they were living, being oppressed by a minority, what you'd call the ruling elite. Indeed. At around the same time as John Hawker, or just before them, um, the British population had grown from something like 2 million to 4 million. Um, and historically, how people had lived is they could travel across the, you know, Britain, farming mm -hmm. the land. Um, so people would live like hand to mouth. So you'd farm the land, you would grow what you needed, maybe yes. a bit extra to sell. And that's how people lived. Mm -hmm. And then the state introduced what was called um, land enclosure laws, which essentially meant that the ruling class now owned this land that people had been farming yes. historically, making their living. The ruling class now owned it. So you now had to work for them mm -hmm. if you wanted. And some people um, couldn't, couldn't afford to live, so they were pushed into towns. And then you had a law called, this is a true thing, called the Vagrancy Act. Vagrancy Act, yes. And you could be punished by death for begging. Mm -hmm. There you see the beginnings of a class system. Mm -hmm. So the poor whites were being divided by class. And at the same time, the ruling elite were gaining from the beginnings of racialized enslavement, which of course was funded, part funded. John Hawkins' um, first voyage was part funded by Queen Elizabeth. When you take all of that in, you can really see the, the people that were oppressing the poor whites then began oppressing um, African people mm -hmm. and then took that out. So let's have a look at this common ground. It, the people that were being oppressed in poor white, well, were, it wasn't being done on race. So there is a difference there, absolutely. We still have race now. And that continues to impact on people's life chances and opportunities. But let's look at, let's look at who's historically, traditionally, always ruled, always gained, always managed to set the rules and has never had to worry about buying bread or going to a food bank. There's a, they're a minority, and yet we are taught to divide amongst ourselves and fight each other. And that's the same with this late, latest thing on the, on the uh, white working class being left behind in schools. It's exactly the same thing. It's so that parents will then blame um, the Asian family yes. or the black family and not those who are ensuring um, that white working class, because there's no such thing as white working class. There's, there's, there's poor, there's poverty. Yes. You can't separate it out. Into, into race because there's poverty and that affects people of all racial groups in this country. So even that term, white working class is a problem. It's, it's a major problem. It's a major problem, as you say, it's, it's another form of, of, of um, division. In the mid nineties, it took away the ability for parents to physically discipline their children. So we have, as a result, a couple of years later, we have, uh, you know, as we can see in the Gregorian year of 2021, a plethora mm -hmm. of, of, of feral kids, baby goats mm -hmm. running around this place, causing havoc. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, as, and yeah. as parents, because they don't have that physical backup to be able to say, wait a minute, no, you're going to hold these two punches or slaps or whatever it is, because, you know, you've done, done something wrong. It's no, mom and dad, not even mom and dad, Sarah and John. Don't talk to me like that because I can call up child line or I'll just call up the police now on you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is, there is, it's, it's just because the, the, because our education system is so selective. Um, you, 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 I think it's people, our children are being taught that there's only so much you can achieve if you come from a certain background. Mm -hmm. um, and that's partly comes back to our domestication tamed thing of our population. 
we, we are taught that those that go to Eton yes. are better placed to rule us. How, how does that work out? If they don't understand what a loaf of bread costs, or if they don't understand um, Dole Day, you know, when people are queuing to get their money, <laughs> if they, don't, they don't understand that people do literally wait until midnight for their money to go in and to yes. go around and then buy baby formula. How are they the best place for people to rule us? When that is something that happens to the majority, um, and, and they are the minority, how are they best place to rule us? It makes no sense to me. If they don't understand us, how can they rule us? How can they make decisions on our behalf? You make a it's key point. Computing, it? It's not computing because the whole reason for the system, as you know, Mademoiselle, is because the system isn't designed for us. The, the, the system is designed to extract as much of the physical essence from us, which then translates into fiat currency. So then, mm -hmm. you know, the elite, the 0.1% and the 1% mm -hmm. can do what they need to do. That is exactly. it. It's not. It's not for us. You know, governmental, govern our minds. Come on. Yep. And that really is kind of. I, I would say it's sort of obvious. It's not. It's. It's hidden. It's obs um um. Ob what's that word? Obfuscated. It is hidden. Yes. But it, I also think there's a fear of if we acknowledge this, we should do something about it. And I don't really want to. I don't want to lose my yes. crumbs. We do get. You know, people. I don't want to lose my slither of cake. Yeah. So yeah. when really, and I keep saying this, we should be baking our own cake. But why are we even asking for a slice of that? We should be mm -hmm. looking at how to bake our own cake. And that can be done through collective action, mm -hmm. but there's not, you know, the divisions with class, the divisions with um, um, race, um, religion, divisions even like with area, yeah, religion, even, even with area, mm -hmm. you know, like North and South. And yeah, it's just... Um, it's 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 quite yeah it's quite interesting it's it's <laughs> the it's false evidence appearing real Sometimes we overlook the fact that we can ride hard in our sits, we won't be knowing the pain we can cause. It's white man's world. It's white man's world. I ain't saying I'm innocent at all this. I'm just saying it's white man's world. It's all together. Of all those times that I mess up, but we mess up. Dear sister, got me twisted up in prison, I miss you. Crying, looking at my nieces and my nephew's picture. They say, don't let this cool world get you. Kind of suspicious, swearing one day you might leave me for somebody that's richer. Twist the cap off the bottom, I'll take a sip and see tomorrow. Gotta make it if I have to beg a bottle. Beating love letters late night, block down and quiet. Your brothers don't receive they mail, best believe we ride. Eating Jack Mack, staring at the walls of silence. Inside this cage where they captured all my rage and violence. In time, I learned a few lessons. Never fall for riches. Apologies to my true sisters. Far from bitches. Help me raise my black nation. Reparations are due. It's true. Caught up in this world, I took advantage of you. So tell the babies how I love them. Precious boys and girls. Born black in this white man's world. And on the other Born with less, I'm a 
us confess Only adds on to the stress Two gunshots to my homie's head Died in his vest Shot him to death and left him bleeding For his family to see I pass his casket, gently ask him Is there heaven for G? My homeboy's doing life His baby mama be stressing Shedding tears when her son Finally asks that question Where my daddy at? Mama, why we live so poor? Why you crying? Heard you late night to my bedroom door Now do you love me, mama? Why they keep on calling me nigga? Get my weight up with my hate and pay him back when I'm bigger And still ducking in, in his jail cell, missing my block Hearing brothers screaming all night, wishing they stop Proud to be black, but why we act like we don't love ourselves Don't look around, but suck, check yourselves Know what it means to be black Whether a man or girl, we still struggling In this white man's world We must fight